Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. You don't need me to tell you far greater minds than I have discussed for a long time the issue with addiction to or dependency on coding in this country. Primetime did a very good program back in February, I think it was, but that wasn't the first. There were others. Newspaper articles. I've spoken over the years to people like my, my pal, Dr. Nick Flynn, and others to do with addiction to codeine, um, which is in products that people take for period pain, back pain, things like Nurofen Plus, Salpidine, which is probably the greatest over the counter painkiller known to man. I would never be, and I say this before I even go where I'm going, I would never be without some Salpidine in the house because when my back or my neck rather, gives me trouble. There's a certain pain that I need to go to my Cairo for her to sort it. But until such time as I can get there, the only thing that will take the edge off the pain is salpidine. And I always have someone in the house for, for that kind of thing. But it is very, very easy to get addicted or dependent on it. It is highly addictive. It is being misused. Laura Dowling, uh, known on Instagram as the fabulous pharmacist, joins me. Laura, it is a problem. Um, you prefer to call it dependency rather than addiction. And we'll start there. Why? Good morning. Hi, good morning, PJ. Uh, thanks for having me on. I prefer to call it dependency, I suppose, because it's a less pejorative word. And it's actually what 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 it means is that the body is dependent upon the use of the drug and as a result then someone might experience withdrawal symptoms if they uh, reduce off the drug too quickly or if they go cold turkey. Yeah, it's more frighteningly common actually that people do become dependent after and that's even more after quite a short period of time. Yes, they they can um, they can become quite dependent on it, or they can experience withdrawal symptoms to it after being on it for a short period of time, such as a number of days. However, I do think that we need to uh, take into uh, you know account the overall context of this. You just said yourself that you always have a, a, you know a box of of a painkiller that has codeine in it in the house because you you get a neck pain occasionally and and and, and it takes the edge off mm, until I can and get to see my chiropractor who'll sort it for me. Yeah, yeah, and we need to be really mindful of the fact that there are many many people like you that either need it for like you said period pain or dental pain and their behavior their their use of it is is responsible they use it when they need it and then they they, they stop taking it when when the pain goes and that's responsible use and and it's good that the, those people can access that medication as a result of that and what what I would worry about with with the newspaper articles that are coming out about uh the dependency issues with it is that the the government make an overall decision 
a very quick decision to put all prescription, uh, put all OTC codeine over the counter. And then people won't be able to access that without going to the doctor. That will put a burden on our GP services, on our hospital services. But what it will also do, it will put a a burden on our addiction services because we need to really take a look at things and consider the fact that there is a minority of people that are dependent on this drug. And if they can't access it, they need support in being able to come off it. So they need to go and access their doctor uh, for a proper weaning program. They need other resources such as addiction care and counselling. And I just don't think that our health services is capable of providing those services. Mm. You know, and I think that we've seen over the years um, knee-jerk reactions to issues being made. So, for instance, even the caravan issue that I've been discussing Ad, ad nauseum, um, for want of a better word, it w- Caravan was made yeah. uh, a, b- a big deal was made about the fact that it it came it it was made available to all pregnant women uh, just before Christmas. But in actual fact, those women had to access their obstetrician in order to access it, That's and right. that yeah. wasn't foreseen. So, so those women were put under extra stress in order to try and, and access their medication. So, we really need proper roundtable discussions with the necessary professionals there. So, pharmacists addiction specialists, mm-hmm. pain specialists, in order to, if, if something like this is going to occur, that it's done correctly, properly, and yeah. with the, uh, the the public in mind always. There are many parts of the world, I, I think particularly of, of Spain and, and Greece. Spain, you can get ibuprofen up to 600 megs over the counter. You can get as much paracetamol as you can lay your hands on. But you won't get codeine over the counter in Spain. You won't get it over the counter in Greece, I'm not too sure about France, you will get it in, in the UK, you'll get it here after being questioned. What, and in Australia, I know they put it on prescription only in 2018. What's the view of the profession, the pharmacist's profession, Laura, on where we might, where we see this going? So, so I, I can't speak for my profession on a wide, on a, on a, on a general basis because okay. we, I haven't had roundtable discussions with them. But I do know that pharmacists, we like to be able to give people support and care when they need it. We do acknowledge that there are people with dependency issues, but the vast majority of people use the coding responsibly. And, and there was a, a newspaper article there a number of weeks ago, and it quoted that the the coding sales had increased by. Um, 14, 11% in Ireland. and But that is taken, in, if you take that in the wider contract text, actually analgesic use without codings, that's your painkillers such as ibuprofen and paracetamol, they increased by 28%. So people are... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 
more willing to self-medicate now. Uh, we have an aging population. We have uh, GPs and hospitals that are under um, an awful lot of strain. So people are looking to self-medicate. And there are waiting lists for pain clinics and pain specialists that are years long for people. So we, we, we really need to be mindful of that. I think we can look to other countries and say, oh, yes, well, you can't, you can't get coding in that country. But does that country possibly have a better healthcare system than Ireland or yeah. more access, yeah. easier access to care? If, if you're possibly. in pain in so, any of those other countries, how quickly will you yeah. get to see someone who knows what to do for you? And the answer is much faster. Well, well exactly. Well, exactly. And then also, I think it, it, it's, it's, it's worth bearing in mind as well. There's a, there's a drug called methanemic acid. It, it's known, the brand name is Ponston, and it's yeah. a, a product that is, is prescription only in Ireland. It's very cheap. It's prescription only. It's excellent for period pain. But people cannot get that over the counter. So women that need a product that's uh, stronger than ibuprofen or paracetamol for period pain um, that can reduce blood flow and also help with cramping, they could take Ponston a couple of days before their period and they could it could really reduce the, the symptoms of, of the period I pain. Did, I didn't but that's know not Ponston. available to these women. I didn't know Ponston was gone prescription only. I, I know that... She, no, it's, it's always been prescription oh only. Ponston has always been prescription oh, I didn't, only. So, I didn't know that, so, Laura. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Feminax, so I, Femi to, it's almost impossible to get Feminax now, I believe. Well, Feminax you cannot get anymore, and I have an awful, I have an awful gripe with that too. It, it's not available at all anymore, and it, it was excellent for period pain. So women, it has three um, analgesics in it. So it has um, paracetamol, codeine, and it also has an anti-cramping, buscopan, and it has caffeine, and it's excellent for period pain. And women would have come in and, and used that uh, for a couple of days, and it would have got them over their period pain, and that was it. But then they had no alternative. So um, they are using salpidine, they are using neurofemplosive necessary so i think that it's really important we need to be very mindful that the vast majority of people use these medicines correctly and responsibly there is a minority that we that need help and they need care and they need support and love but we need to we need to be minding everyone and we can't have a knee-jerk reaction make a, a blanket decision without mm. due consideration for the knock-on effects as, as i said i always have a stock of it in the house for when it comes at me, but you know the, the the doctor who writes the prescription for me once a year just to keep a jar of it in the house. He always says to me, "Look, just be careful, PJ. No more than a couple of days. No more until you can just until you can get to see the chiropractor. No more." Yeah, and your and your doctor's right. Absolutely, he he's right. But I think that we we need to look at this in a broader sense too, and we do need to we we do need services for people to be able to access this care and we need to reduce the shame that is associated with dependency issues in ireland whether it be coding heroin uh crack cocaine i'm not sure if you saw uh the rt program last night and homelessness and drug abuse as I well didn't, no. there is yeah it was it was it was interesting too but we need to reduce the shame that's associated with dependency issues anyone can become dependent uh, on anything and uh, and it, it, they can be doing it because they are self-medicating because they have mental health issues or they are in pain or there, there's a wide variety of issues that people might need to self-medicate for so i think we need to take a proper real good look at our services that we provide people before we make any knee-jerk reactions about uh regulating something onto onto uh, yeah. prescription only sarah's saying here if if men got period pain the meds would probably be all available and free of charge <laughs> I was going to say, I was actually going to say I agree with Sarah and they'd probably be free of charge, but she she beat me to it. Yeah, look, you know, I'm, uh, I, I am, I am quite an advocate for, for women's health and I, I do speak an awful lot about the, I suppose the, 
the how we have failed women in the past and how we can do much better for women in the future and and the caravan issue being 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 one of those yeah. you know pregnant women that are suffering from hyperemesis they they really just yeah. need access we, to we have a colleague here at the moment actually loops. using caravan for that yeah. for that reason i also have a yeah. a good friend who is very young to be on hrt but she is because she had a hysterectomy at 28 yeah um, but like okay. it's costing an absolute fortune i know i know so pj will, maybe we should just you and I now we'll start this we'll start this movement. We'll try and make all the all this medicine free of charge for women, will we? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what frightened people though, Laura, I think? Even though it was a superb piece of television, I don't know if you saw it, uh, Dope Sick. And 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 that was about yes. addiction to opioids and, and how the mm-hmm. makers of it knew they knew people were addicted. The, the, I think what frightened a lot of people was that codeine is an opioid. So people thought Codeine equals dope sick equals needs to be prescription only. Do you think that that's a connection well, people well, made in their heads? Okay, so, so well, no. Well, I mean, it's very true that codeine is an opioid, and people can become addicted to it. It's one of the milder opioids, but but again, it is it is something that people can become dependent upon. But I think we need to be mindful of the fact we have a very different healthcare system, and we have very different pharma industry here in Ireland as well. In America. It's it's a little bit it was a little bit and and dope sick would have made it seem like a, a little bit like the wild west. We're much ro- more robust over here with much tighter regulations on control drugs, and doctors aren't just writing prescriptions for oxycontin willy nilly. Yeah. They do take due consideration. They're for very short term use. We haven't had that issue in Ireland, but there is definitely there is definitely grounds for taking a wider look at dependency issues in general for instance i, I did a post there recently on my instagram fabulous pharmacist about uh, lyrica so lyrica pregabalin oh, yeah, it, is, yeah. it is a drug that that we know is and, and it's an excellent drug for what it's used for it's used for generalized anxiety disorder and uh, nerve pain and but it also can be abused because it causes a really fast onset sedation and kind of relaxation yeah. so it's sold in the pharmacy on prescription for 30 cents roughly a pill but it can be sold on the street for a euro so it's being bought in pharmacies by people that are getting on prescription and then being sold yeah. on yeah. the streets. And people can access them really easily. Like I've been speaking to people from Angora, there's Shikona, who do these drug hauls. And, and they're always taking Lyrica yeah. or Pregabalin. So, you know, there there are many drugs that are available for misuse yeah. and that can flood the market like this when, they're, when, they're, when, when, they, when the patent goes and, they're, and they can be accessed cheaply. So it's just being mindful of this and having the the necessary uh, implementation uh, things in place that we can people can access the care and mm. people know where to go and people can unashamedly access yeah. care and I suppose yeah. uh, getting a person well before they and reducing them off very slowly these medications is also very important. Yeah, I'll come back to that lastly, and I must say I I, I like your preference for codeine dependency rather than addiction because no one mm-hmm. seeks to become addicted to these things absolutely not and and i could stay here all day now talking to pj because it, our mental health services are creaking as well and people often self-medicate with illicit drugs because they have no they, they, don't, they don't know what else to do so someone whose mind is racing who can't calm down might smoke a joint to do so and and that you know that starts them off on the on the path of I suppose illicit drug abuse or uh, illicit drug misuse, which is which is a, which is a nicer term. So you know I, I keep going back to the to the point. We need to take a 
broader look at our healthcare services and what we can actually do for people on a community, on a local level, to make sure that they can access the care that they need. All right. Listen, thank you for your time. Uh, Laura, uh, the fabulous, the fabulous pharmacist is her Instagram. Laura Dowling, thank you very much. 0818 96 96 96. It's, it's rife. We've had a, a message in there from Sabrina, which I will read after the news. Um, had a number of people in her family that became dependent. That program last night on RT, I haven't seen it. I'll look back at it later on. But it was the link between a bad upbringing and mental health and drug abuse and homelessness. Not, and isn't that really what Willa White was talking to me last week about with regard to criminals and what the two Norries have talked about repeatedly and what the experts into a thing called ACE talk about, that getting people who end up homeless, people who end up helplessly addicted to drugs and all that kind of Many of them, it started, and in the open prison, many of them, it started uh, with childhood problems, childhood what they call adverse childhood experience or ACE. Courts 96 FM.